project is making them famous. He's helping them out just by making them talk about all the cool shit that they do. You're a natural. You're a freak. 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 I stayed in California for a while last winter. I was thinking about moving out there. Not the first time I've had that thought. I spent a week with Uncle Arnie. Arnie Katz isn't my uncle. He's a Jewish guy from Brooklyn who was great friends with my real uncle, Uncle Sal. I lost Uncle Sal tragically, and that's how I met Arnie. In Tucson, Arizona, at my uncle's funeral in 2008. Arnie had driven from California to say goodbye to his friend. I had flown from Brooklyn to bury my uncle. The day after the funeral, I had to fly back home to watch one of my best friends get married. Talk about a whirlwind. Arnie had just met me, but he offered to take me to the airport before heading back to California, where he's lived since I was a baby. During our drive through the desert, he asked me about my work and my romantic situations. He told me stories about the good old days. He treated me to In-N-Out Burger. It's the sort of thing Uncle Sal would have done. Uncle Sal left New York City to live in Arizona when I was six years old. He stuck around just long enough for me to get attached, to comprehend what I'd be missing. He stayed long enough for me to understand loving him. And even though I missed Uncle Sal very much once he traded in concrete for cacti, I always admired him for leaving. He was a hippie pioneer for moving west, an explorer, a brave adventurer. But as it turns out, his great friend Arnie Katz did it first. Two bearded bohemians in aviator sunglasses. You look like, um, remember the Burger King? I look like the Burger King? You look like oh, the thanks. Burger King. No, that's wow, a compliment. Thanks. He was debonair. He was, he was a king. Usually I don't get that. You know who I usually get? Uh, um, Oprah. <laughs> that's the sort of joke Uncle Sal would make. But Uncle Sal was gone now. The day after we buried him, I flew back to Brooklyn. Arnie went back to California. And even though my uncle was no longer alive, he had caused the connection. Fifteen years later, I'm looking to move out west myself. Arnie invites me to stay in his guest casita in Encinitas. When I land in San Diego, he's waiting for me outside. He takes me to get goods and sundries for my stay. He asks about my work and my romantic situations. Arnie makes me feel taken care of from the moment I arrive. It's the sort of thing Uncle Sal would have done. Arnie and I converse a lot during my week-long stay. We talk about life and death, karma, women, hope, illness, family, money, dogs. Oh yeah, and cats. When I was a kid uh, growing up in Brooklyn, in our little apartment, there was an open doorway from the kitchen to the hallway. And hanging on the kitchen side of that doorway, above the doorway, was a Kit Kat clock. I never knew the Arnie Katz who lived in Brooklyn. He left for the West when I was still in diapers. But I certainly knew about Kit Kat clocks. And my mother had hung it up so that the tail swung below the top of the doorway. So if you came from the other side, you'd see the tail swinging back and forth in the doorway. And, and it fascinated me when I was a kid because that's how we told time. I had a Kit Kat clock in my first apartment. My first house, too. My parents had one when I was growing up. A grinning cat with cartoon eyes that swivel in time with its pendulum tail. The Kit Kat clock is a piece of Americana. It was just cute and it just seemed ever present. The chair that I sat in at the kitchen table faced the clock. <laughs> so, 
So the clock was ever present in my life. And Arnie's not alone. The iconic timekeeper is on display at the Museum of Modern Art, the Smithsonian, and maybe even your mom's kitchen. Or grandpa's knitting room. Grandpa knits. Somehow it's been on my mind for a long time. When my mother passed away about 2006, I went to clean out her apartment and I wanted that clock, but my sister had taken it and said, oh, you know, my husband fixed it and it's hanging in our country house. And I didn't want to fight about things. I thought family was more important than things, so I just let it go. And then years later, a friend of mine sent me a clock. <laughs> and uh, and here I am today. It hangs in my kitchen now and probably always will. Uncle Arnie's reminiscing piques my interest. What makes the Kit Kat clock so doggone iconic? I don't know that anybody could be more blessed as a head of a company than I have by the customers that we have. Woody Young is the California Clock Company chairman of the board, and those customers are buying Kit Kat clocks in more than 40 countries. They send me love notes all the time. It is just remarkable how much people love our product. The Kit Kat clock was born in 1932 in Portland, manufactured to help lift American spirits during the Great Depression. About two decades later, the clock's design was updated to give its black kitty paws, plus a bow tie and whiskers. Sophisticated. Since then, the basic design, the clock's classic look, hasn't changed. That pendulum tail always appealed to me most, just like Arnie back in his mom's kitchen in Brooklyn. I always watched the tail move back and forth you know, underneath the doorway. I just thought that was the coolest thing. It just seemed alive, something in the house that was alive. For Uncle Arnie, it's all about a childhood memory. But a lot of super fans are drawn to Kit Kat for other reasons. You know, my love for Americana and history and nostalgia and family just really drew me to the clock. Juju is a Kit Kat collector from Orange County, California. So if you look at the box, every box says, bringing out the smile in you. And that's what Kit Kat does, right? The Kit Kat clock, when you see it, you, you can't have a bad day. It's moving eyes and it's wagging tail and it's contagious smile. You just can't have a bad day. Juju got her first clock almost a dozen years ago, when her daughter was born. But once she hung Kit Kat in her newborn's bedroom, that first cat begat quite a litter. Now we're at 66 clocks. <laughs> it's just been a thrill to see someone like her just so into it. And she's into it for the right reasons, because it really brings her joy. The joy that Woody Young and the California Clock Company have been bringing Kit Kat fans has spanned generations. And it's thrilling that it has been going on for all these years. We're in our 91st year. Juju's daughter is almost 12 now and just as passionate about her Kit Kat clocks as her mom. And this one is a cutie. This one is a girl. You can tell because it has eyelashes. All the ones with the eyelashes are girls. But mm -hmm. if if you want one to be like a girl and it has a cute bow tie, it's okay. I know my husband says, I don't know. I can only put up so many nails here. We only have so much hallway left. But it's hard. Every time I see that last nail and I'm like, okay, that's the last clock, then... Woody releases like the 90th anniversary clock or the space cherry clock or the pink satin. For loyal customers like Juju, a new design or a new color is catnip. And it's not just because she loves to collect stuff. It's because of what Kit Kat stands for. I want to live by and aspire to be like the Kit Kat, you know, putting a smile on everyone's face, essentially. 
the positivity that I think is being lost in our culture. Sometimes we forget about smiling and how much that means to somebody else. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to do a page. I'm going to put up all the things that I love and hopefully someone will see it and they'll smile as much as I smile in my house every day. It's the smile. It's the smile. They would say that over and over again. That smile just captures their imagination. Woody has been at the helm of the Kit Kat empire for nearly half of its 91 years. I call him Mr. Kit Kat <laughs> because he's just such a nice person. He's the most down to earth, grounded, nice individual. And Mr. Kit Kat feels like he's exactly where he belongs. If you really enjoy something, it's not work. Today, Kit Kat comes in all the colors of the rainbow, and you can find Kit Kat on everything from watches to earrings, cookie jars to Christmas ornaments. Woody's wise decision to expand the product line has helped keep Kitty out of the red. When I took over the company, it was in a recession back in 82. The company had fallen on hard times, like a lot of companies had. They, they still had been able to keep their doors open, but they weren't making profits. That's when the previous owner got in contact with me and asked me to take over the company. At first, Woody turned down the offer. He wasn't, as he calls it, a clock man, but his business acumen and his experience at banking and with then-fledgling tech company IBM made him a great candidate. And I got to tell you, I just took on the idea that this was a icon that needed to continue. A few months after Woody took over, Kit Kat started turning a profit again. He started a fan club, 30,000 rabid kitty collectors. He even created a Kit Kat creed. Put a smile on everyone's face, love in everyone's heart, energy in everyone's body, and be a positive force in everyone's life. I actually wrote it on a paper napkin. All the greatest ideas wound up on napkins somehow. <laughs> you know, I was part of the of that napkin parade, okay? That <laughs> Kit Kat is a go-to tchotchke for Hollywood set decorators. Probably seen it on Doc Brown's wall in Back to the Future. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious Or on Stranger Things, The Simpsons, The Last of Us, Super Bowl ads, and Taylor Swift videos. The same year it turned 80, Kit Kat prowled down Orange Grove Boulevard in Pasadena's Rose Parade in a majestic float. A few years later, four six-foot-tall versions peered through the windows of the Museum of Modern Art's Soho Design Store. From decade to decade, Woody and a small and dedicated staff have made sure Kit Kat keeps on ticking. It's the ultimate small business success story. Kind of ironic that it started during the Great Depression. Turns out it's during the hardest times in our modern history that Kit Kat has thrived. When you have a product like ours that are that brings a smile to people's face, they just feel like, you know, I got to have this because I got all the terrible news coming in on any TV program that I have. You know, it's just bad news everywhere. Our product allows people to really relieve stress. And I think the more stressful things get, the more popular our product becomes. It makes a lot of sense. A recognizable brand, a familiar face that makes you smile. Creature comforts, man. Creature comforts.
Woody says companies like his have certain obligations. And that's why I think we've been so blessed with our company, because we do think in those terms. We think our products are something that is going to make a difference in people's lives that is positive, that will bring the best out of them and the best out of the people who surround them. So stock up on your C batteries, folks. A Kit Kat clock on your wall makes a statement that you believe in Americana, that you wax nostalgic for your childhood, that you're a purveyor of positive energy, that you believe in the power of a smile. I walk in every day and I see them going and it's just like a burst of positivity for me. Find out more about KitKat Clock at KitKat.com. That's K-I-T-C-A-T dot com. Independent Minded is available on all your favorite podcast platforms, and all the other ones too. Search the archives at baldfreak.com slash podcast. And you can follow the show on social media at Bald Freak Music. Big thanks to Woody Young, Julie Tarazas, and Arnie Katz for sharing their stories. Special thanks to David Milburn of the California Clock Company. Independent Minded is a Bald Freak Music production. I'm Ron Scalzo. You're the one that should be worried. You're a freak. You're heading for big trouble. 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 Big trouble.